This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Welcome to Channel F, the show where we pit your favorite Fanbyte staff members against one another in contests of whatever I want them to be. <laughs> and there's no prize anymore because I, I have not been able to figure out what it should be. <laughs> <laughs> this is a legitimate game show podcast. I'm your host, Mary Kay. And let's get started. Editor-in-chief Danielle Riendo has been spotted roaming the lands between unleashing clouds of poisonous mist on anyone who stands in the way of her twisted quest. The two fingers are advising that all travelers keep neutralizing boluses in their toolbar at this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I really am having fun with that poison, though. That's real. It's a good thing. Uh, managing editor Steven Strom has begun a second career as an entrepreneur in Final Fantasy XIV, <laughs> buying and selling crystals or mithril bars or whatever kind of fantasy thing they use as currency in Final Fantasy world. <laughs> yep, I've been uh, out there grabbing that raw Deb Eblen Danborite, turning it into different sorts of gems and jewels, selling them to the highest bidder. I'm, I made about 12 million gil over the weekend. None, gil. All of this is true. Gil! Yeah. No, this Yo. isn't made up. This is real. Oh, there's uh, so many currencies, Merit. Okay. Well, uh, guides editor Dylan Skiffington has put in enough hours on Microsoft Flight Simulator that he could probably fly a real plane at this point. Uh, debatable. But sure, I'll try. <laughs> no, it's I, easy. I, you're going to get on and we'll... we'll I would we'll just... get on. Of anyone on staff, I would most trust you to fly a plane that I was on. Now, how? what percentage would I trust you? I mean, at least 50. <laughs> it's mostly yeah. computers now, you know? Yeah, get us in the air, we'll find out. Just don't ask me to land it. We're up there forever. I mean, being in the air is the easy part. It is the landing and the taking off that is the tricky bit. Yeah, yeah, I can't can confirm. I've crashed many okay. planes, not in real okay. life. Okay, well, sort of <laughs> lessening my confidence there a little bit. Um, hey, it's Easter Monday when we're recording this. It isn't when you're listening to it. Unless you went back in time, uh, in which case, <laughs> uh, why are you wasting your time listening to podcasts <laughs> when you have yeah. a time machine? You could have just tra time traveled into the room with us while we were recording. That would have been way That's cooler. That's true. That's Is that true. how time travel works? You also teleport? Uh, you'd oh, have maybe. to, by definition, right? Because the Earth yeah. is spinning. Right. Oh. So Otherwise, to stay in the same place, in you would have to travel throughout space as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fair. So um, now that we've resolved that, uh, what's everyone's favorite video game eggs? So oh. this isn't, this isn't I a like segment. The eggs I just want to talk about it. Banjo oh, yeah. Eggs. How Kazooie shoots the eggs out, yeah. out of her mouth like a bird does. There's mouth mm -hmm. and also the butt mm -hmm. eggs that make a little fart sound. Yeah. 
I, like I think it's the... so great how she does that like a bird does. Yeah, exactly. I definitely really like the, uh, I like Birdo's eggs. I like being, I like an egg you can jump on and pick up mm, and throw. Yeah. Yeah. I love when I'm walking down the street and someone shoots something at me and I jump up on top of it and then I'm like moving along with it, but then I reach under my feet and pick it up and then I throw it back at them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even everyday like experience. I feel like I'm incapable of thinking about eggs without thinking about Solus, and it's entirely, entirely <laughs> Natalie's fault. Entirely, yes, there we go. Yeah. It's Natalie's fault. So Solus yeah. is my favorite egg. Bald ass elf war criminal. Solus did nothing wrong. That's not true. No, that's not true. He, so he did a World, lot of worldwide. <laughs> you all punched worldwide. him, right? Yeah. We all punched him. Mm-hmm. I, it's been, I reviewed that game. I, you, there's a dragon in, uh, in dragon age. Yes, there is a dragon. Okay. I don't remember a lot about it. So this is an ancient guy who's secretly an elf God spoilers for a game that came out like 20 years ago. Sure. Um, and I don't say he's it's 20 years. I don't know helping how long. You, I mean, it might as well be. He's helping you the whole time. And at the end he's in the DLC. He's like, Actually, I'm an ancient elf god, and I want to open the veil again, which separates the world of Narnia from the real world. Why? Um, because <laughs> then he can, I don't know. I don't remember. I just punched him. And then he cut okay. my arm off. Oh, shit. What? Yeah. Not my arm, but like my character's arm. Oh, okay. Then that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't fine. But, um... Not like yeah. Solus, am I right, Natalie? Burr, 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 burr. I will say I did a second playthrough of that game a few years after the first one where I mostly hung out with uh, Solus and uh, what's the weird little demon boy? Cole? Or Cole, yeah. Oh, uh, and it yeah. was actually like, because those were my least two favorite characters initially and I just hung out with them and it was kind of fun because it was yeah. like a weird fucked up little family. Like, yeah. this, is our, this is our idiot son, and this is my, my bald husband. <laughs> I do remember that quest line. I do remember yeah. Solis just getting like, what? No, that's not how any of this works. Like, getting very frustrated with Cole because, like, mm-hmm. Cole's like, ah, so this is how humans interact. It's like, I, no. I've got a big hat. I'm, <laughs> I'm ruddy mysterious, ain't I? Um, that, Cole is such a weird character because, like, the they do that thing where depending on which area you go to early on in the game, you can't go to the other area. Cause that was like, Oh, the Witcher two did it. So we got to do that now too, because yeah. that, everybody's really impressed by Do you want to go to the hatred, the hatred thing, the hatred world or the time prison where everyone is 40 years in the future. And it's really, <laughs> really, really sad. Yeah. And then like, depending on which place you don't go, the character from the place that you don't go just like shows up at your base during like a big battle scene. And so like for Mm -hmm. Cole, for me, Cole, I was like, I was introduced to Cole by just like this weird, sad little boy in a hat, just stabs an orc through the back. And it was like, Hey, I'm coming to join you now. Now I'm here here now to help you slay some orcs. (laughs) A weird game. Uh, What's everyone's least favorite dragon age character? And why, and why is it Sarah? (laughs) Sarah's high up there. Is there a dragon? In Dragon Age, there I've are never dragons. Played these games, like, oh, so you're just sort of nodding along with us. I'm nodding. Um, well, I've watched people play them, and I played 
some of the puzzles in Dragon Age Origins because my girlfriend at the time didn't like the puzzles. <laughs> so that's oh. all I fucking played is a bunch of like random 3D crappy puzzles. And I'm just like, I guess that's what Was that there, game is. Did they have the donut stack, the Tower of Hanoi, the, the donut stacking puzzle I, that was, was in KOTOR? Oh, God. I don't even... There was something about you got to light up a bunch of torches in a room and in an order. And I don't even... This is a I hate, I hate that when I go into someone's house and they're like, oh, hey, can you open the fridge? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah, you just have to light these torches in the right order. Yeah. Um, and if you don't do it in the right order, some traps will come out and like stab you in the brain. Anyway. I just uh, wanted a seltzer, Karen. And, and I, I just had to do this, wanted a you know? seltzer. And now I've got brain damage from the spike walls. So <laughs> not ideal. Um, this is a game called Destiny Gunner Crime Novel. And um, oh, I, don't know, I don't know where it came from. Good. It's just from my twisted worldview. There's a lot of weirdly named weapons in the video game Destiny. Also, there are a lot of crime novels that have names too. Yeah. Um, tell me <laughs> Whoa, what they they're are. They're giving them names now. <laughs> they're giving them names in a bold choice. They're not just calling them like crime novel number fifty-two by author anymore. Crimey crime time. Yeah. Crimey crime time. <laughs> Limey crimes. If they're in England. Oh, like Crimey crimes. Yeah. Did you know that Sherlock Holmes uh, is only partly in the public domain? Yes. It's part. It's because the, the, the shitty catalog. Sherlock Holmes is in the public domain. The Sherlock Holmes where he's nice because he grew nice as like the series got, went on is not in the public domain. <laughs> yes. So, and so it's like the and the estate that owns uh, that will like sue the shit out of you if you ever depict. Oh, Sherlock Holmes likes his sister in this book. Well, no, fuck you. No, illegal. He, you can you can make a Sherlock Holmes thing, but he does have to be a huge asshole. So you're saying <laughs> uh, that the anyway. of growth is copyright protected. Yeah. Yep. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. I love that. Except uh, anyway, in my story where yeah. he grows 20 feet tall because Rita Repulsa gave him uh, sort of super cool powers. Oh. That would be good. But right now I want you to tell me if this is a gun from the video game Destiny or a crime novel from the planet Earth. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Should we go uh, in order or, or Yeah, Danielle, how about oh, die yeah. a little? Yeah, that's a crime novel. Die a little. Die a little, um, why don't you? That is correct. That is a crime novel um, by by a Megan Abbott. Oh, good job, Megan. Thank you, Megan. Um, I think one of the newer ones on this list, it was from the 2000s. So. Fantastic. Um, Stephen, how about Fate Cries Foul? That is a destiny gun. That is correct. Can you tell me what kind of gun it is? Fate Cries Foul? Uh, is that a sniper rifle? That is a sniper rifle. I didn't know that for sure. It just sounds like a sniper rifle. It just sounds rifle. like it, right? Uh, Dylan, wild at heart. That is a novel. That is correct. Wow. Doing really good on these so far. Danielle, the big sleep. Oh, well, that's... Okay. I know that that is a crime novel, <laughs> but now I'm, now I'm really questioning, like... 
Is it also like, are we, do we have any trick questions that are both? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's a trick question. If you are allowed to ask, is this a trick question? (laughs) I mean, it's definitely a crime novel. I know that. I know that. That is correct. You got it. Okay. Um, Steven, how about last perdition? Last perdition is a destiny gun. That is correct. Wow, wow. these are really easy. Dylan. Oh. I play Destiny. <laughs> that's true. Dylan, dire promise. That, that's a pistol. Hand cannon. That's that gun. is correct. Danielle, <laughs> out of options. Oh, God damn it. Out of options. Out of options. I'm out of options. I, I've never played Destiny either. Uh, <laughs> this is really stacked against Oh, Danielle. boy. <laughs> Crime novel. That one is actually a gun. Ah, okay. Some of them do have really silly names. Danielle, can you um, guess what kind of gun that is? If you're out of options, it's a it's a knife. (laughs) Yep, it is a knife, which is as we all know a kind of gun. Um, A knife really is just sort of the prequel to gun. Mm, You think about it. I'm sure there's like a Borderlands gun that just shit, shoots knives. I, Probably, there, right? There certainly is. Uh, who Who is next? Is it Steven or Rebecca? No, Dylan? Steven? Dylan? I think it's Steven? me. Dylan? Yeah, it's Steven. Steven, I think. Steven? Steven, farewell, my lovely. That is, I know that book, so that's a book. That is a Raymond Chandler, yes. Yes. Um, Dylan, Winter's Bone. Uh, that's a gun. That's a gun. That is actually a novel. Oh, shit. Shattering Bone is a, a destiny weapon. Um, and uh, I think there's a winter something, winter wolf or something like that. There's definitely winter. The winter's what got me. I was like, I know there are, there's guns with winter. Yeah. Uh, that one does sound like it should be a gun, though. Um, Danielle, A Fine Memorial. A Fine Memorial is a crime novel. That one is also a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, well, we're going to get through this real quick, so it's not yeah. like this is going to be a real, you know, yeah. long-ass segment. Um, Stephen again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, last Man Standing. Oh, is that both? That is, in fact, both. Yeah! Also, the only one on this list that is an American sitcom starring Tim Allen. <laughs> Wow. That I didn't know. Although there should be a gun called Home Improvement. That yeah, would be the, the, oh. the uh, every time you oh? fire it, it just goes, oh? Yes. The the uh text on the gun would just be something like, I don't think so, Tim. Exactly. Yeah. More power. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't think so, Tim 33. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dylan. Uh the long goodbye. Uh, that's a sniper, isn't it? That is. Wow. It's also a crime novel. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, no, it just counts. Um, it's, uh, it's at least a half a point, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it turns out that there's a lot of sniper rifles with names that are taken from, like, books or that sound like books or something. Um, so are we, like, shooting our lovers every time? Is that what Destiny is with snipers? The long goodbye. I mean. Long goodbye. Guess. That's what the vow is, right? The vow, the vow is, is like, a bow. Oh. Yeah. No, I just mean like the event. I Crimson Days, I guess, is the event. Oh, it's called. we don't do Crimson Days anymore. Oh, oh no. they took that out? They took it out because it's gotten so commercialized, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's really just, they really just invented that one to, to sell 
uh, greeting cards. Um, yeah, the Vanguard up. was selling greeting cards. So yeah. Why don't more MMOs like Destiny and Final Fantasy fourteen like have a greeting card system where I could just send somebody uh, like a nice postcard in the mail with like a right? screenshot of something I took with photo I mode? Mean, that sounds great to me, but also I know what the answer is, and it's because people would immediately use it to just be like the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> people would immediately be sending just like teabagging pics or like find some way to like draw a dick with bullet holes or something. Mm. Um, just but, you know, limit it so you can only send it to people who are your mutuals with, right? Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, I guess. Honestly, I guess you could just share pics with people. But yeah, that would be really cool to like log into a game and then just go and see like, oh, you have new mail. And it's like just a postcard of someone like, wish you were here and just like, like on another planet or something. Yeah. That's really like, sweet. Yeah. That's a great idea. Shit, Jordan, cut that out. We're going to pitch that to <laughs> Square yeah, we're gonna somebody. S- we're going to sell this to, to, to Bungie or to Gearbox or something. Yeah, Warframe, um, that'd be good. Oh, Warframe yeah. seems like they would probably be the most likely to do something like that. Yeah, Warframe, every time you log into Warframe, you you find out like, God, wouldn't it be cool if they, oh, they did that two weeks ago? Oh, okay. I did it two weeks ago. Did <laughs> <laughs> uh, A good Lotus impression. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Other Lotus, not our Lotus. No. I was going to say. <laughs> there is a character named Lotus in that game. Um, let's talk about video games right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Call the segment staff picks, but I don't know if that really makes sense anymore. Um, it's Why not? Just, I don't know. It just it feels that feels more like a oh, we're in our like little store talking about games and stuff, and that's not really the vibe of the show anymore. It's more like a saw torture room kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, what would you rather be doing? And then it's the game you want to play. Maybe one of those. You know? Would you rather? Hmm. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, it's the important thing is <laughs> we're family. The family is the this. important thing. Uh, it's about, don't matter. It's about None family. It it's all about family. <laughs> and uh, it's all about the games. Gamers uh, come to us to hear about the newest hits. And um, we're going to tell them all about all the games that they crave. And um Dylan, why don't you start us off with a game that it sounds like actually you don't crave at all? Yeah, uh, <laughs> talking about the newest hits like uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. You know? Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. <laughs> interesting. Now, for the listener, uh, you have sort of an interesting uh, backlog system. Oh yeah, no, oh, I, I just I, well, all right, all right. <laughs> <Stephen> <laughs> the, oh boy. Um. 
I used to just play them in chronological order, uh, but now I just have them on like how long to beat, and I hit random until something comes up that I want to play because I'm too indecisive. Nice. But, uh, well, that's yeah, a good no, system. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's way better. I didn't know you were doing that. Now I was talking. I was going oh boy at the uh, chronological system, which that's is the last what thing I, I thought. Heard. I didn't realize you could switch that up. Yeah, yeah. It was. I was playing too many games. I just didn't feel like playing. So. I decided to end that suffering. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And the suffering of like coming into Slack one day and saying like, yes, I've been uh, playing this game called Breath of the Wild. It's 2021. And I don't (laughs) see what people like about this game. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I probably did have that conversation at some point. Just not this year. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I actually, uh, I, I started playing Pokemon back when it first came out. Never really got, farther than the first two towns. Uh, and then I started playing it at the end of last year to try and get ready for Pokemon Arceus or uh, Arceus, Arceus, whatever it is. I don't know. No, I don't say the Pokemon the names time. out loud. Who knows? Yeah, um, the, it turns out that God doesn't say his own name all oh, the time. Oh, weird. It's pronounced because if you God. heard it, it would it would destroy your, your right, brain. Right, your tiny brain. It's like in... Um, uh, when Alanis Morissette is God and she talks and your oh, head explodes. Yeah, right. And she kills Ben Affleck. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I started playing it last year, uh, but then got too busy and put it down. Uh, but I picked it up uh, about, I, I think I played about five hours in total between the last three years. And then I picked it up earlier this month. And I played it for about 15 more hours. And, uh, Put it down, which is something I, I don't really do. It's weird. I've only put down three games in like the last mm. the last two or three years, uh, and three of them were this year. Um, wow. What else did you put down? Uh, Resident Evil Two, the remake, uh, and I put down Shin Megami Tensei Five after like mm. six hours with that game. Okay. So just kind of coming at me specifically got it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so I put down Pokemon. <laughs> oh my I, God, he admitted. Yeah, I put it down. I mean, like, I don't like the combat in Shimagami. I don't. And that's the only reason to play that game. Like, I like Persona, but for the story and the combat was just like a slog. I, there, I actually find Pokemon and Shimagami Tensei the same reasons why I put them down, which is I hate the open world. There are enemies mm. which I never want to encounter. Like, I just don't want to fight you. I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to encounter Pokemon. I don't want, like, I'm just rushing to get through the fights. I catch Pokemon that I don't have yet. And if I do have you, do not come near me. Go away. <laughs> I've already got one of you. <laughs> I've seen this before. Get away yeah, from I just, me. I realized in both of those games that it's just like the main part of both games, I just don't want to bother with. Like, I don't want to do mm. combat. I don't want to do the training. Just get me to the, the parts that actually matter. And then I was like, at a certain point, I was like, why am I even playing this? Like, it I sounds like the- maybe you just don't like RPGs. Mm. Oh, boy. Or JRPGs. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. But but I love Persona. Which is fair. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I love Final Fantasies. But um, I don't know. The stories, everyone said the story in Shin Megami Tensei wasn't the strongest point which is something I, I, this, these days I can't like rectify. Mm. Like I, I need to have, I need to have a reason to play that isn't 
this is weird coming from the guides editor who mostly plays <laughs> stuff because he loves systems, but I just don't like that system. Make number go up. <laughs> I just don't like it. I, I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, I put down Pokemon and I don't know if it's my, it was my first real attempt at playing a Pokemon since like Pokemon Ruby. Wow. And like, it's I, basically I, exactly the same. It is. Aww. It is. But I loved them as a kid and now I, I don't. Yeah. Sad about it, kind of. Because like, Dylan, there I have are so to say, when you, games. oh yeah, I, I just have to say, when you said you put it down, I just keep imagining that you like had to take a beloved Pokemon to the vet for their peaceful passage. Like I just keep being like, you had, oh, you had to put Pikachu down, and I keep getting sad, and then I realize you're just annoyed with the game. But I keep like hearing that in my head. I don't know if I have just brain work. That's dark. I, I thought I was thinking like putting it down, like. You're not like that great, Pokemon. You're not that great. You, you suck. <laughs> yeah, you're like my fifth Vulpix. I'm just going to put you down, you know? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you're just going to sit in the box all day anyway. Yeah. I mean, when he released them, I, maybe you're releasing them from life. Their mortal coil? Yeah, the mortal coil. Much to consider, much to consider. Um, Danielle? Yeah. You got a little, little indie something to I got tell a little, us about? I got a little something something. Um, it was something that, you know, a code request came in, you know, a nice little press email. And it looked cool. It looked like, oh, uh, an indie, you know, arcade racer, very 90s style. And the game is called Slipstream. And I am kind of loving it. It is definitely, like, it was a Kickstarter game, I think. Um, I know I'm, I'm, like, I have their little website up right now. You can just go to S-L-I-P-S-T-R-E dot A-M. So it's like Slipstream, but with the dot mm. A-M, which is pretty cool. And that tells you all about the game, which is pretty rad. Huh. It's a very, very, very good sort of outrun style Sega Genesis love letter. But it has some interesting mechanics. So the main mechanic is that if you are sort of in another car's Slipstream, you get a boost. Like a pretty significant boost, just like a... You know, mushroom and Super Mario Kart. Super Mario Kart. Well, they have, they have, called they Mario have Kart. Slipstream. They, I mean, they have Slipstream and Mario Kart too. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, I guess I was, I was thinking of having an extra, extra boost because, like, the the screen like gets a little funky and eighties looking and VHS ish looking, and you go real fast. Oh. Oh. It's pretty cool. It's actually really, really cool. That And there's a lot of drifting. You can actually put it on automatic drifting, which I did because I was very bad at getting the timing right. And you do actually need a bit of skill to play this game, uh, believe it or not. And I did not have any, so I put it on well, automatic drifting. Um, and there's also a rewind feature. So it has these like really nice features that feel like a more modern game, but everything really looks and otherwise feels like you're playing it on the Genesis in 1989 or 1990, and it's a really, really pleasant uh, experience. There's like 24 tracks. It's very like robust for, I think, a very, very, very small team. It might have been like one primary developer. Uh, but yeah, I'm really, really having fun with it. It's, it's something that I like played a little of, and then I kind of kept thinking about it, and I was like, I want to I wanna play a little more strip, Slipstream. I kind of kept going back to it. I'm trying to slip a little Slipstream into my day. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, yeah, and that also, sounds like. Oh yeah, go ahead. That sounds like bad. Like that sounds like slip a little slipstream into my day. It sounds like you're talking about taking a future drug from RoboCop Three. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is very vapor wavy, so it kind of fits with that too. I suppose. So, <laughs> <laughs> this yes. has become like a genre. This has become yeah. a subgenre because I played a game called Buck Up and Drive that came yes. out in January. 
Nice. Which is also basically outrun, mm-hmm. um, except you can grind and oh. tackle cars, and then sometimes police come after you, and you have to like smash into them. But like <laughs> outrun has sort of become a genre. I don't know yeah. how that happened. I imagine because it's probably easier to build an outrun type game than like a multiplayer racing game. Mm. Well, this does um, have that as well. Like there's a full oh, okay. multiplayer mode in it, which is which is oh. cool. I just haven't played that yet just because I'm me and I and I haven't played it with friends yet. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, this this is quite fully featured in fact. But I just wonder like what it is. Like did people I mean people liked Outrun obviously. People still like it. But like yeah. what is it in the last few years that people are just like we need to make Outrun again? <laughs> yeah, I mean good question. There is like a I mean, I'm a dork who's really interested in, in sort of the making of things and why certain design decisions are made. And they they sort of used like a pseudo 3D engine that they made to make this. Mm. And it looks extremely cool. And it has this whole idea of like, oh, how do you sort of represent 3D space in 2D, but on a th- in an th- actual 3D engine now because we have those. And it's, I don't know. I find it cool. I find it really interesting. They link to it in the uh, their site in case anybody is interested in that. But... Yeah, it has a full multiplayer support and, like, I think leaderboards on the Steam version, which is pretty cool. Mm. Uh, And, yeah, it's very, I like the music, I like the vibes. And there's a lot of, what I wanted to say, the other thing I wanted to say, sorry, was that it has a lot of Sonic influence as well. Like, a lot of these sort of worlds (laughs) are, like, Emerald, it's not like Emerald Hill Zone, but it is, it looks like the start of of a Sonic act. It'll be like, yeah, Emerald Mm. City or something. There's a lot of, you know, sort of Sonic throwback uh, vibes to it as well. So it's it's like a, it's outrun, it's like 80% outrun with a little bit of Sonic and just a lot of just good old Genesis vibes. Like really good, chunky, delicious Genesis vibes. Yeah, I wonder if it's like, we've moved so far. I mean, partially I think we've talked about this before too, but there's just like a newfound sort of nostalgia for like the Y2K era of like that sort of boundless possibility where it's like, oh, technology is weird and wonderful and you can do so many cool things with it. And we didn't know enough yet to see how bad it was going to all go. So like the Y2K aesthetic mixed with like how deeply that's tied to Sega Dreamcast kind of feels. And as far as like racing games go, it's just like, they stopped making most of them. It's like Gran mm. Turismo. And then on the other side of the spectrum, it's um, Forza Horizon, which are basically just like, even if you take that from like Gran Turismo being on the far, far, far side on like the simulation end of like, you know, not not including things like racing, where it's like for people who are like true perverts, but like things Actual that most racers people will, play it. Yeah. Play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Forza Horizon is still pretty close to, is much closer to that end of the spectrum than it is to, like, Outrun, right? Or, like, a Split Second or Blur, those games that kind of came out there in, like, the 360 era. At least that's how I feel. I feel like we kind of got really far away from arcade racers at a certain point. They just, people stopped making them. People with money stopped making them. Yeah, I mean, they became much less of a thing. Um, It's just kind of only Mario Kart. Which is like there used to be several carts. Well, I suppose there will be a Bloodborne cart soon. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Obviously, that's a fan game. It's not like a you know big studio mm. making it. You're thinking of like other competitors to the genre, like Super Bomb Bad Racing for you know the yeah. PlayStation Two. Incredible, you know, Crash Team Racing, Diddy Kong Racing, one of the great Listen. games that will never be ported ever. <laughs> Jack X. Oh, Jack yeah. X. Combat Racing. Jack Combat Racing. Jack X. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Jack X. 
My favorite cereal. The the Sonic ones. I love those. Uh, yeah. So the last much. Sonic one came out, I think, like three years ago, but it wasn't yeah. very well received. So, but that studio has been like making other things level. too. Um, yeah. Was that Sumo Digital? Is that who that makes is it? Sumo Digital? Yeah. Seems like a good good group over there. At the very least, they seem like they make good racing games. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what they're doing right now, but um, they made that one a few years ago called Hotshot Racing. That was pretty good. Uh, is that yes, related yes, to yes. The golf at all? Uh, it has nothing to do with hotshot golf, as far as I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Stephen, what about you? What are you up to? Are you playing? I'm still just deep in the Final Fantasy 14 hole. Final Fantasy Minds. In the final minds oh. of fantasy. Um, it's a precious limited resource and I'm going to get every last little bit of fantasy I can provide for my society mm-hmm. here with you. Um, yeah, the, uh, maybe the biggest thing that's different is I got a steam deck last week. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if John talked about his already on here or anything like that. So I can maybe talk a little bit that, about more about that and the experience of playing. Yeah. yeah. What's it like? It is good. It is weird. In a lot of ways, uh, Final Fantasy 14 in particular, apparently they, so this is not something I knew. This is like the number one thing I wanted to play on the Steam Deck uh, when I got it. Well, and, and then I found out immediately after like booting it up, oh, they broke compatibility with the Steam Deck. Like for as much as Gabe Newell was out there like doing interviews, I don't know if you heard about this, where he was like talking about, yeah, we got, I love playing Final Fantasy 14 on this thing because my mm. son is like way into it. And he's like telling me right. all about these yeah, different things. Yeah, his son got him into it. Yeah. And I, um, tried to uh, boot it up and it was just not in the Steam store. And I looked around and figured out, oh, they broke, like, uh, Square Enix broke compatibility with some patch because they made it so you had to, to tie your Steam account to the uh, Square Enix account. And that right. did something weird. Uh, so I went through a bunch of weird steps because this is uh, Linux machine mm-hmm. running in the background here. And you can just kick to the desktop menu at any time. And if you do a bunch of like, <laughs> it turns out all you have to really do is download a free text editor and like change two numbers in the INI <laughs> files, essentially. Oh. And it's just like, and then you can just load it up again. <laughs> it's oh. fine. Okay. Wow. <laughs> It's very weird. It's so strange that like somebody hasn't like just officially done this in a way that like almost makes me think that like maybe some people are like having some backroom conversations here because that's something you hear about like the Destiny stuff is Destiny has some possibly has some weird exclusivity deals with Stadia. Yeah, um, that's because that's what I think what's going on with them, right? Where Google is just like, you can't put this on anything. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Anything that would be a competitor to Stadia. Oh my God. I feel like, yeah, Destiny is like one of the things that I would like to play on a Steam Deck because like mm-hmm. playing Destiny on the couch or like in bed or something. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, no, because it's on Stadia, so. And that'll probably, I'm sure that'll be something uh, that'll that expire out. at some point. Yeah, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, I, mean, um, I, I guess that's my like my main question is like, as someone who has the consoles, what are you playing on this? Right now, uh, Final Fantasy XIV, a lot of that, just being able to play from the couch while, like, my cat sleeps on my chest has been, like, a really good thing. And, like, having my TV playing um, other stuff, like, just, you know, watching Let's Plays and stuff. Mm. Um, But 
I've tried so far No Man's Sky. Runs great on there. Uh, just in time for that Switch version to come out, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it does. it is really convenient uh, to just be able to play like games that I prefer to play on a PC generally, mm-hmm. um, but in the palm of my hands and like not by my computer because I'm just so... I, I love PC games, but I get so sick of sitting by my office computer these days. Uh, yeah, I'm especially just, like, if you're working in it. Yeah, then you don't want to exactly. like... That's why I avoided like getting a PC for so long um, because I just didn't want to like be using the machine that I do work on to also play game. Right. And I, I kind of solved that by having like a separate, by doing most of my work on, on a, a laptop. Um, but it's still just like you're sitting at a desk and it's like, mm-hmm. I just want to like fucking vibe, you know? It's bad. Yeah. It's, it's not my favorite thing. There's ways around it. You can get like a nice chair. I've mm-hmm. got a little table set up to my side so I can kick my legs up, but it's, uh, it's just not perfect. So I've been messing around mostly with Final Fantasy 14. Do I've been, I, I tried doing like, mostly I've been crafting because I've just been in like hard crafting money-making mode in Final Fantasy 14, mm. but I've, I've run dungeons and raids and stuff on there and it works great. It just, cool. it just plays like Final Fantasy 14 for the most part. Um, I've also booted up earlier today, uh, Pillars of Eternity 2, mm-hmm. to see like oh. how like a very PC ass PC game runs. Um, and it's surprisingly well, I actually have like weirdly, I don't like the feel of the buttons and the D pad more mm. than I don't like the, they have these two touch pads, um, underneath the, th- and the thumbsticks. Right. And the one on the right has this weird sort of haptic feedback where you're using your thumb to control a cursor like a mouse on screen. Mm. And it's got haptic feedback on it, so you're always con- constantly feeling like a like kind of a bumpy bump, 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 bump as you're moving your finger across it and moving the cursor. And it actually feels and works pretty good as like a stand-in for a mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, probably more so than I think their their actual like buttons work. Mm. Um, just because I, I think their their button placement is really awkward. They're so far off. Uh, the face buttons and the D-pads are so high up on the controller. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I've been playing a tiny, tiny bit of Monster Hunter, which is a just surreal experience because Ooh. what if you had the 60 frames per second and the HD of the PC version, but also played it like it was the Switch version handheld and that's pretty good yeah i guess that's my, like my main question like my, for, for myself personally is like the games that i don't that lately i've been passing up are like stellaris and like city, city skylines and stuff that need i need to play on my computer but mm-hmm. i don't think i would like to play those handheld mode and when you're like talking about monster hunter i'd rather just boot up my playstation and play that than play it handheld because handheld is like a drawback for me not like a positive thing the only benefit is just I, not being in front of a computer. I mean, in the case of Rise specifically, like, I mean, I could see that argument with Monster Hunter World because obviously you could just play that on like a, a PS5, but that is currently only Switch and PC. And True. the Switch version is annoying because it's just doesn't, once you, it's the same thing that happened with the World is like once you play the PC version, it's just like, I don't know if I can go back to mm-hmm. playing this at 30 frames and it's really alias. The resolution's pretty low. And then you play the PC version, it's like, oh, this looks so much nicer, but I don't want to sit at this desk all day. Mm-hmm. And now that I can have the best of both worlds and just like be on the couch and have Kaguya-sama love his war on in the background or whatever while I'm hunting uh, these guys, especially now when I'm trying to catch up for Sunbreak, the new expansion coming out soon, and I just like need to power through a bunch of content I've already played through in the Switch version, and I 
don't want to do it again. But if I can just do it while I'm like sitting around and doing something else, that's really, really convenient. Mm. Um, yeah, that's mostly what I've used it for so far. Um, just playing from bed and playing from the couch, but it feels good in some ways. And it's very, very feels much like a, the feels very much like a beta product in other ways. Mm. There is some like weird, unlike solved issues that like Sony has solved with like you have a digital keyboard on screen, which is great. That's fine. Uh, I'm actually having played so much Final Fantasy 14 on on PS5. I'm pretty good at typing with a digital keyboard with a controller. Mm -hmm. The thing is that on the Sony and they realize, oh, if you're going to have a digital keyboard, it makes sense to make it small on screen and then like use the right stick to move it. So if it's covering mm. up something on screen, like a chat box, you can move it out of the way and see what you're typing. Right. The Steam Deck doesn't have, or if it does have that, it's not good at teaching me and telling me how to do that. Cause it just like, when it pops up, it just takes up the bottom half of the screen. And in Final Fantasy 14, that covers up the chat box that you're typing into. So I can't see if I'm making typos or spelling mistakes or whatever. Mm at the same time if i could just move that around and customize it more that'd be great maybe that's an option in there but so far it's not like as user friendly as showing me that as it probably could be right it's big <laughs> yeah uh jordan jordan also in the chat asks um can you touch the on-screen keyboard as a touch screen yes yep absolutely that does work totally mm -hmm. fine and totally normal that that all checks out um, the only problem again is just like, I can't see what I'm typing in that case. I could theoretically move my chat box in Final Fantasy 14 to a different mm. part of the screen, but that's not an optimal solution either. Right. Yeah. Well, it sounds cool. Like, yeah. What, maybe yeah. with some caveats. Yeah. It, it seems that that's the, that's the danger, right? Is like, it seems like a thing that could be really, it's, it's really cool and it could be great if Valve supports it. And historically, Valve does not support its hardware very well. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, I'm curious, but I don't know if I'm $500 curious. Mm-hmm. Uh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, I guess, is that they just, like, this is not something new. These these handheld PC kind of tablet things work and have existed for a while. It's just weird because a lot of those don't have, like, the built-in Steam integration that this right, thing does. Right, yeah. And like they're promising, oh, this this optimizes the games. Every time you boot up a game, the first thing that you see in your library is like a great for deck selection. Mm, so it's like mm -hmm. out of my 9000 Steam games, it's like here are the 127 that are great on deck right off the bat. And it's very funny, like what they've gone through and bothered to mm -hmm. um, verify for that sort of stuff and what they haven't. And it's like there's like new games like that got a lot of heat like Norco. Um, mm. Seems like this huge game that a lot of people are really into. So I downloaded that. And then when you boot it up, it's just like Valve is still learning about this game. We don't really <laughs> we don't really get it yet, but we'll let you know if it if it's cool or whatever. And then they've got under grade and deck games that they have looked through, I guess, are like getting over it with Bennett Foddy. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Nog, that VR game, uh, Jurassic World Evolution, an old uh, side-scrolling shooter, indie shooter called Jamestown that I have on here. Still. Oh, that's not a that's a shmup. Yeah. Shmup, shmup. Yeah, I played Jamestown. It was in one of the first Tumble Bundles. <laughs> totally. Yep. That's why I own it. <laughs> 
And it's just like there's this, just a bunch of weird random stuff in here that just like I'm I'm sorry if you can hear it now because I'm like moving through it. The original prey is verified for Steam on deck. Like <laughs> wow. the the um like Silicon Knights? Like, no, not. Yeah, the 06 game. It's not Silicon Knights. Well, I forget the Crystal not Crystal Dynamics. One of those 3D one. realms. 3D yeah. realms. 3D course. realms. The it's like the first person shooter, not the prey you like, Danielle. The other I prey. I know. No, I know. I know the early, the early prey, the earlier prey, not the later uh, prey. <laughs> Rise, son of Rome, is great on deck. Oh wow! Yes. Uh, uh, I think Square Enix made a 360 era RPG that I bought recently on sale called Resonance of Fate is on here. It's hey. just kind of a strange. Collection. Hmm. Ah. Weird. I would be really int- interested to know like how they're making those decisions. Um, I'm They've, sure there is yeah. some, uh, some, yeah, fascinating stuff going on. They've said that they're basically like going through, but I'm sure it's like anything with Valve. It's just like whoever felt like get that is checking something that day. So if there's like somebody mm. on the Valve staff who's like, Yo, I really like Resonance of Fate. Nobody else is going to check on Resonance of Fate, so I'm going to go check on that <laughs> one. <laughs> the power. I'm sure they have some kind of list, though, of like, you know, the most popular things or like. Totally. And then maybe some of it comes down to just like, you know, preference. But um, yeah, probably won't. I probably won't be getting one anytime soon just because I don't know. Um, I mean, you literally can't. You can't is a good reason why. You just can't. Uh, let's move on. Uh, let's do another segment and uh, we're going to do another speed pitching. I know we did this last week too, but we had so much fun that I thought we would do it again. Whether it really counts as speed pitching anymore, because it's you know you have you can take a little bit of time. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is going to be uh, the 20th century French fiction edition. Um, and what how we're going to do it this time is instead of me picking the genre uh, or giving you a very specific title, I'm going to give you the title of a uh, work of 20th century French fiction. Mm. And um, two of you are going to shout out the name of a genre. And then the third person will make a game in their mind palace um, that is of that genre or those two genres based on this title. And if you don't know what the book is about, then you will just have to make it up. Um, (laughs) See also Stephen's The Sun Also Rises Battle (laughs) Royale from last week. Oh, my God. Um, yes. so, uh, yeah, first let's start off with, um, uh, Stephen, you're going to be, uh, making a game based on Our Lady of the Flowers by Jean Genet and, uh, Danielle and Dylan, I want you to think of a genre and, uh, I'm going to count down and, um, on the beat after one, I would like you to say the name of that genre. Okay. okay. Three, two, one. City building? Flight simulator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> City building flight simulator okay. uh, based on Our Lady of the Flowers by Jean Genet. <clears throat> 
So very recently, there was a video game that was released called Airborne Kingdom. It is a uh, sort of flying city builder where you are building a city. It's like the old joke about like building the airplane as you fly and you're building a city that is going mm. through the skies and all that sort of stuff. Now, what if you combine that with gardening and sort of an Animal Crossing like, you know, city simulation sort of thing. And the reason that you are doing all of this stuff is because the city is being propelled by your character, the lady, the titular lady, um, who is planting down little flowers that, similar to a beanie cap with a propeller on top, is creating sort of wind pressure that raises up this uh, floating island into the air so that it can continue on its merry way through the sky. And uh, different types of flowers provide different sorts and uh, types of lift. Uh, they can provide, they can, you know, you put more over on one side and you can start banking to the right and you say, oh, we're gonna go over to Italy now. And then you you drop down, you, you um, sort of dock in these new countries, you buy new types of plants and new types of seeds. Uh, and your woman has to um, incorporate these into the, the camp. You, you know, you might go get some nice gray and those are vines, and those vines will provide structural support to keep the dirt from falling out from underneath. That's a real big problem when you're gardening in the sky. You need to make sure that the dirt doesn't drop down onto the land below you. Mm. That sounds really And that's why it's fun. perpetual. That's that very sounds cool. like genuinely really great. I would play this game in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, that sounds really fun. To, I like the image of the, the flowers, little propellers. Yeah. Um, I thought what could be fun for this one is if I read a summary of the plot after, uh, after <laughs> each of these, so we can sort of get a sense of uh, of how how close. Uh, and and no shade. I deliberately picked stuff that I thought people probably would not know. Um, <laughs> so it's it's totally fine. Um, Our Lady of the Flowers uh, is the debut novel of French writer Jean Genet. The novel tells the story of Divine, a drag queen who, when the novel opens, has died of tuberculosis and been canonized as a result. The narrator tells us that the stories he is telling are mainly to amuse himself while he passes his sentence in prison, and the highly erotic, often explicitly sexual stories are spun to assist his masturbation. <laughs> so you were close, okay. So pretty close. <laughs> yeah, really not not too far off the beaten path. You know, spinning you know? stories, spinning flowers. It's really close. <laughs> Sewing, reaping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very good. That was fantastic. I like it. I love it. It's great. Um, when you said city building and flight sim, all I could think of was uh, Simcopter, where you could fly around <laughs> a city that you made in SimCity. Ooh, yeah. And then fire a rocket into a nuclear power plant and destroy everything. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, Danielle. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd like you to, um, to be making a game based on Journey to the End of the Night. Oh. Um, and... Uh, that is a uh, uh, Louis Ferdinand Celine uh, novel. Okay. okay. And um, Dylan and Stephen, if you could uh, call out a genre uh, on the beat after one, that Danielle will be basing this game on. So three, two, one. Rhythm Moba. game. Dylan, what did you say? Uh, rhythm game. A rhythm game MOBA like, yeah. <laughs> based on Journey 
To the End of the Night by Louis Ferdinand Céline. Okay, well, this is a MOBA, uh, you know, in, in its structure, which I definitely know um, a lot of MOBAs. So it's going to be, there's going to be two teams, and they're both, uh, it'll be doctors versus nurses, because I think it's about a doctor, and that's really all I know about this novel. So it's again, doctors versus nurses, and it's going to be, uh, you know, an epic battle, really. And it, of course, it all takes place at night, because this is journey to the end of the night, and the end of the night is the battle, of course. So, you know, you're, you're you know, you're getting through the night in a very difficult shift of some kind in the hospital and the doctors have certain musical instruments to heal their patients and the nurses have other instruments and of course it'd be balanced really nicely you know because again it's a team-based game I don't know if MOBAs are actually team-based or not but usually it's like somebody versus somebody right so I'm gonna keep saying that and going with that uh yeah so like doctors will have things like bone saws you know that'll make a nice musical uh cadence it'll be like a little is there bone is bone saw ready though it's like a bone saw what is Bonesaw ready? Bonesaw is ready. Bonesaw is ready, and it makes like that really cool. You know how like in cartoons, Bonesaw bones are always xylophones. Well, it'll be a bone saw. It'll be like a saw like xylophone sound. And nurses will have a lot of needles, uh, so you get like lots of higher pitched noises. Uh, and Sorry, all and of they're it, all of it fighting, together, or are they thing. trying to take care of people? They're trying to take care of people, but with different tools. I and see, whoever see. wins uh, cured the most people in the hospital that night. Uh, and also, it's going to have like a really fun style, a lot of like velvet painting style because it's night. You know, we're going to be very stylized. So you have velvet painting, neon painting, uh, in a hospital, uh, two teams, and uh, doctors and nurses. Uh, Dylan, what was your genre again? Uh, rhythm game. That's the musical instruments. The musical instruments. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny that this is a MOBA because uh, this is at the time of the League of Nations, oh! kind of like the League of Legends. Oh! Um, but yeah, wow. Um, okay, so you actually were like, I mean, I don't think there's like a battle with lanes and jungling and stuff in the book. <laughs> But like, sure. Um, it is a semi-autobiographical work that follows the adventures of Ferdinand Bardamu in the First World War, colonial Africa, the United States, and the poor suburbs of Paris, where he works as a doctor. Ah, yes. That's so, all uh, I knew was that it was about a doctor. I didn't know where he was or anything else. Well done. Well, Daniel. I think it's mostly about how the human condition is really fucked and everyone. Sure. sure. It's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, and Danielle, I know I don't have to tell you this because you know so much about MOBAs, but I actually like really like the idea that like in, you know, in MOBAs, you farm up by attacking creeps and NPC like little little dudes and, and oh, beating yeah. them up. I, I do love the idea of like farming gold by helping people yeah. instead. Yeah. Like, like they just keep wheeling up little patients, and you have to like shoo shoo shoo. That's the rhythm game part, also, and then they like just walk away. That would be I also nice, like right? The idea of competitive <laughs> healing, like yeah. you both teams have things wrong with them, and you're like, no, don't. And you're trying to instead of trying to kill the other person, you're trying to like throw medicine into their mouth or like bandage up their arms or something, and they're trying to stop you from doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the nurses kill the doctors so that they can't cure the patient. No, there's first. No, there's no, 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 no. You're not killing each other. No, I mean, I'm saying each team, like the nurses and doctors, both teams, they're trying to heal each other. 
but like it's competitive uh, healing. So instead of doing damage, you're trying to reverse damage. Yeah, you're like buffing. You're trying to buff up. the other team. And they're like, no, I don't. I'm trying to buff you. Um, <laughs> for what reason first. is not really clear. Yeah. Uh, but that is a very compelling idea. Fun game. All right, Dylan. <clears throat> Your book is Remembrance of Things Past. That is a Proust kind of a uh, classic um, that I haven't read. And um, it's going to be, it's also called In Search of Lost Time. But uh, uh, Danielle and Steven, I want you to give me a genre in three, two, one. Survival horror. A survival horror souls born based on Remembrance of Things Past by Marcel Proust. Boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> remember, it's five horror souls born. So the, the, the gist of it is it's like an Assassin's Creed where you're, you're going into like, not an animus, but you know, same thing. Mm. And you get thrown into the past. Specifically, you're getting like thrown uh, to the Crusades. And it's literally uh, a survival horror in the sense that you are thrown into occupied land uh, where the Crusaders are trying to take over. Um, and all you're trying to do is, is get by and escape and, uh, you know, navigate uh, out of the country and away from the, the, the lands that they're they're ruling and pillaging and taking everyone's stuff. Uh, so in a sense, it's it's a lot like Souls, where you got all these dudes in, uh, you know, armor, uh, a lot like dudes on horseback who uh, turn out to be just a regular mob and not a boss that everyone thought was a boss. Um, <laughs> but rather than, you know, get strong enough to kick their ass, ass like you can in, uh, in Souls, uh, it's more of a survival horror in that you can't really fight back. You just have to. You just have to get out and get by. Um, and, and, and escape with, with your life. It's really good. You gotta run, yeah. 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 There's no fighting um, back this time. Wow. That's art. Many dudes it? to avoid. <laughs> um, it's true. Now, uh, Remembrance of Things Past is, in fact, about remembering things past. So um, wow. it's most famously known for the uh, the Madeline uh, bit where my guy sees a cookie or something and is yep. like, ah, oh, that reminds me of when I had a cookie when I was a kid or something. Um, you know, prose. This is all very highbrow stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's basically just like a very like kind of meandering like, uh, memories of um, my life and growing up and falling in love and stuff. So I do like the idea of some kind of animus-like structure. It doesn't go as far back as the Crusades, but um, <laughs> a kind of a fun twist, I think, on the on the source material. And um, I do like the idea of an Assassin's Creed where you go back in time, but you don't get good fighting powers or anything. You're just like, oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck. What am I going to eat tonight? All these guys have swords. How am I going to get out of this one? I have to run and hide from these fucking crusaders with huge swords. Um, so Crusades Day Z. 
Crusades. <laughs> <laughs> Crusades-y. Oh, my God. Incredible. Uh, yeah. So, uh, great work. Great work, everybody. Um, who wins? I don't know. We're all winners. <laughs> today. I feel like a winner just for being on this podcast with you, Merritt. Well, yeah. that's very sweet of you. Um, we all we all win. And... Um, Maybe, uh, you know what? Let's say Jordan wins. Jordan, our producer, Jordan Mallory, wins. wins. For the first time ever, Jordan Mallory wins the podcast. And uh, his prize is that- He had to sit through these He did have to sit through this, and his prize is that he gets to personally edit this podcast. So um, (laughs) that's really exciting for him. A gift Um, to Jordan. And maybe he'll put in something funny, uh, like an acceptance speech, or I don't know. yeah, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Um, if you want to follow us online, uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Insta, we're on TikTok, Fanbyte at TikTok, at TikTok. Is that how that works? Um, I believe so, yes. I think it's TikTok.com slash at, it's at, we're at Fanbyte. We're at TikTok. Fanbyte there, though. Yeah. Um, Instagram, I think we're at Fanbyte also. Um, Just keep yes. liking all the pictures of like people saying like top three anime babes or whatever, and eventually the algorithm will show you fanbite. Mm. The anime That's babe website. That's fan. Um, yep. yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's one of our our main things we do. Um and uh yeah, so follow follow us on TikTok and Instagram. I don't talk about those much, but um our Lotus and LB, our social staff, are doing a great job over there. So um, there's some fun videos and stuff on the TikTok. And uh, it's always funny seeing like when Lotus is like, yeah, this uh, TikTok we did got 10 million views. And I'm like, what is it? It's just like I read three sentences from some like thing John wrote. (laughs) From an article on the website. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Who knows how any of that works? I am too old to understand (laughs) it. Um, if you, uh, want to follow, uh, us, you can do that. Danielle is at Danielle R.I. on Twitter. Stephen is at Stephen Strom. Dylan is at Squiblon. Jordan is at Jordan underscore Mallory. Fanbyte is at Fanbyte Media. And, uh, go join our Discord too. Fanbyte.casa. Uh, and, um, what else? YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. Uh, you know what? We're thinking about putting our podcast yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, we might put our podcast on YouTube. Um, so if you want to share them with your relatives or people who don't know what a podcatcher is or how to do a podcast, you can just point them in the direction of that link. Say, here's yeah. a YouTube link to a podcast. Check it out with your eyes and ears. I mean, not really your eyes, but... Um, yeah, we'll turn on auto captions, I'm sure. Yeah, and it'll have a real fun time trying to keep up with how people talk on Friends Reunion. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm really interested to see uh, to see how that works. Uh, so so go follow us there. And uh, yeah, until next time, tell your friends and uh, keep that dial tuned to Channel F. Mm-hmm.